0: What's going on, Defenders? Welcome to episode 156 of the most LAFC podcast in the solar system, just not in pesky Pine Tree, Portland Park. You know my name. My name is Christian Philly Philimon, the self-proclaimed, ah, whatever, to my right at 1248 a.m. on Thursday, we're starting to get into these dangerous habits, my friend, the mouth of the South Bay, J.R. Liebert
1: the scarf what is good defenders nation not the result from today's match but look philly it's it's becoming all too commonplace now to be a little disappointed with results even though we control the entire match look we're gonna we're gonna start off a little bit of banter you guys know how it is we like to do a little fun banter we get into this day in lafc And then we get into the recap, and and let's be honest, if you are listening to this, you are part of the millions. Oh God, here we go again. And millions. I don't know how many episodes this is going to last, but he's got it going so far now, so we'll see how it goes. And look, you're obviously a fan of the black and gold. You're a supporter of the black and gold, or you're someone who loves to tear down the black and gold whenever you see an opportunity, because why not? Let's fire Bob. Let's you know cut a bunch of players. Let's just remake the whole roster. Let's blow up Bank of Let's, California Stadium. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't know. I was just go, weird. We were just talking that, about negativity. That got, we might that got as weird. well just go for the gusto. Yeah, that got weird. All right.
0: I don't want to blow up the bank. But, I love uh, the bank.
1: No, you know, it's just really frustrating because – We see a team that has been able to generate chance after chance after chance, especially with certain players coming into the roster on a more full-time basis. We've seen formation changes. We've seen lineup changes. We've seen all kinds of changes. And unfortunately, a result like tonight, Philly, can be very, very frustrating when you watch your team dominate for most of the match you say it all the time, Philly. Soccer is a cruel, oh, cruel yeah. mistress. Well, today she was wearing those Portland Birkenstocks. <laughs> and just unfortunately, Damn earthy, crunchy mistress. that mistress was wearing forest green today rather than black and gold. Like Philly Like toxic waste green. Let's, let's talk about a couple of things. First and foremost, because neither of us want to sleep on the couch tonight. We have to make sure. We mentioned something, Philly. Happy first birthday to our roommates, Angel City FC. Philly, you and I have talked about it over and over again, and we will continue to talk about it over and over again. We are so excited to be able to welcome them as roommates at Bank of California Stadium and support what we imagine will be an incredibly talented and fun-to-watch women's team on the pitch in 2022 in the NWSL.
0: I have no doubt about that. It's going to be good times. It's going to be good times. Look, we're
1: going to get right into
0: things. Wait, wait, wait. What, what,
1: what? You mentioned it's Thursday, July 22nd.
0: Yeah, uh, 1251 a.m., What that
1: means, Philly, is that we are just one day away. From the first episode of season two, oh, of Ted Lasso. All right, my I like friend. what you did there. You See took, what I did there? You took a grim face I, and you turned that I brown was upside segue down. Because you know we're going to talk about Angel City, and then the Angel City chicks, and then how the Angel City chicks are going to be joining the defense. Oh man, I almost did something really terrible there. Joining the defenders, and it's going to be incredible because it'll be the four of us, Philly, doing the episode recaps of our favorite show of pandemic <laughs> podcasters <is> life. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. We're hoping to get some of the actors from Ted Lasso on working here. Working on it. Working we're, on we're it. We're making some things happen. But either way, Philly. I'm to give you a hint
0: on the first one I'm trying to get. It's,
1: it's going to be fun for the four of us. That's right. The four of I us. I have five of us. Schmidty's back there, too. Schmidty is back there, too. But he doesn't like to talk as much on the pod. Well, he he's, actually just, he just lifted his head. So he's, he he's did. curious. Oh, he knows. He knows what we're doing here. So I'm really excited for that, Philly. One other quick thing on the banter, by the way. Not so exciting was to wake up to the result of the women's national team in the Olympics. Sweden just seems to be our kryptonite. Ours and I believe Tiger Woods is too, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: oh, oh man! Swedish meatballs for everybody. I mean,
1: look, it, it is what it is. The women lost three nothing, but I will remind everybody out there: the women also lost two nothing to Norway in 2008 in their first match before they went on to win the gold. It did snap the 44 match unbeaten streak. But that being said, Philly, let's commiserate together, my friends, starting with a little bit of this day. In LAFC history, and let's commiserate some more. How about that? On this date, Yay. which, of course, now is July 22nd, 2018. Of course, the game was played on July 21st. It was a Wednesday, and we were miserable, and we're still going to be upset about it. But on July 22nd, 2018, LAFC gets absolutely handled at Minnesota United 5-1-1 behind a brace that's two goals as the kids like to say for soon to be member of the black and gold one christian ramirez for minnesota Benny failhaber by the way tying up the match at one with a goal in the 26th minute was and- that the day we were at uh at tom's urban was that when we went to Tom's Urban? That and it, might have and been the exact know?
0: day, the yeah. exact spot where the name defenders of the bank was conceived. It, it so not have... all was lost on that day.
1: I mean, the points were lost on that. that day. That actually right, should be
0: sure. a really important this day in LAFC history. Now that I think about it, you I, might need to rewrite those notes.
1: I got to go back and look. I thought it might have been even a little bit later than that because I think I was still on the fence about even doing this up until. I mean, you after were on for match. months,
0: but I'm pretty sure it was Tom's Urban that Minnesota United game because Benny did score. I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure that was it, but whatever. Keep well.
1: No, that's actually it for this day in LAFC history. That's all all I got. That's that's on the 22nd. So, Philly, let's talk about at least one LAFC news and note that is rather big. And Philly, if anybody had a chance to tune in to the 110 football pregame show, you brought props and now you're wearing them here to record the episode. I am wearing a Colombian national team kit
0: that I picked up on my travels to Cartagena. Why? Why you ask? Because there is a potential fourth Colombian signing that is going to be
1: announced at some point. Alright, uh, so signing number one, Tuesta. Okay. Signing number two, Eddie Segura. Yeah. Signing number three, Jesus, David Maria. Yeah. Who? 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 Who is signing number four? I'd like to know who.
0: Sword and Stone. Archimedes. <laughs> uh, so as per ESPN. It looks like. That's a real source, man. That's a real source, exactly. Christian Arango from Millonarios is rumored to be signing with LAFC, okay? We have three designated players. We do. So he is not going to be one of those. But supposedly, and reported by ESPN, transfer for this kid's gonna be between two and two and a half million which obviously means that's targeted allocation money. We got room for that. This 26-year-old striker coming from Colombia, playing in Millonarios, he has made some noise. He was signed with Benfica. That's right, Portuguese giant Benfica. Andre Horta's former club. Oh, dude, don't jinx the guy already. Come on. Sorry. I I know that, but we just couldn't. We, uh, anyway. Sorry. Anyway, th- this kid, although he didn't play for Benfica, went back to Millonarios. The kid led led the division, the Colombian First Division, in scoring and practically single-handedly brought his team to the playoff final. Really, really cool stuff. Don't know when he's going to be announced. I would assume it would be this week. It's not going to be a loan. It is going to be a sale, and I believe there's going to be a retainment of 20% on this kid's contract. So we'll see what the deal is. The only question will be if he does get announced this week, When will he arrive? One other aspect I noted, and uh, I got to thank Alicia Rodriguez and Angels on Parade for this information. The kid hasn't capped with Colombia. So what's good about that is we probably won't lose him on international duty anytime soon. But a kid who has scored more than 20-plus goals in the 50-plus games he's played since 2019 is going to be a welcomed addition to play in between Carlos Vela and Diego Rossi, potentially changing our 3-5-2-5-3-2 hybrid formation back to a 4-3-3 with Rayito potentially coming off the bench. IDK. But that's the big news. Again, reported by ESPN, we might have a new Colombian player, hence the reason why I'm wearing my Colombia national team jersey.
1: Look, I want to Throw something out there for everybody. First of all, we have a cheeky and we have a poncho. Well, he would be Chicho, and I didn't just combine those two names to be clever. No, he likes to be called Chicho Arongo. I love it. I just think of Scott Van Pelt on Sports Center when he does that, and he makes Tim Kirkjian laugh so hard. It is so much fun. But yes. We could have a Chicho, a Rongo, could be a lot of fun here on the roster, always looking to bring in more talent. And I want to remind everybody, not that we already have three incredible Colombian players, but let's, let's take a quick second to digest who those are. Edward Atsuesta. I know him. The best midfielder he almost broke your hands, in Major way. League Soccer. He almost did. Edward West. Story to be told at a later date. The best midfielder in Major League Soccer, Eddie Segura and Jesus David Mario. For my money, the best center back tandem in Major League Soccer. And who? They good. Who? I ask you once again. I'd like to who, know who? who is responsible for all this. Not just John Thorrington and Will Coons. No. no. Not not just Larry Friedman. No. But although we love Larry Friedman, we do love Larry. We love all of those people. We love John. We love Will. Juan Pablo on Hell. Now do me a favor, kids. Go back in your history books, go to the Googles, and look up Juan Pablo on Hell. Juan Pablo on Hell was an incredible, incredible goal scorer in soccer history, especially in Major League Soccer. One of the real all-time greats in Major League Soccer. He is our head scout down there in Colombia and, and everywhere else in the region, to be honest. And it is his eye that is bringing us all of this wonderful, talent. Look, we are very, very lucky at LAFC to have somebody like Juan Pablo on hell leading the charge as part of our scouting department to find these players. And again, if you want to say that we've been reaching on a lot of unproven talent, Andre Horta was super young, under 22 when we brought him in. Brian Rodriguez, super young, under 22 when we brought him in. Philly, remind us one more time. How old is Chicho Arango? 26 years old so unlike some of the other players this kid's
0: proven this kid's a bit more mature this kid might have a different head on top of his neck this is a good thing we've been talking about <laughs> wanting to get some veterans uh on here i mean obviously 26 it's crazy to say that that's a veteran but in, compared in, in to soccer, a 19 year old coming from Penarol, yeah which and I'm not talking about the first pen you're all signing, I'm talking about the second one who made his debut again uh today. That's 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 the kind of talent we have with, with that kind of head on his shoulder. So this is actually a very intriguing signing. Look, I don't know how many of you are experts in the Colombian First Division. I'll I, be the first one to say not. I'm not. I'm I, I looked not. on my
1: cable package. I don't get Colombian First Division league games on my cable package.
0: No, but what we do know is that that same league produced the talents of Edward and... Eddie Segura, Jesus David Murillo. So there's definitely talent within that first division, how it compares to some of the other leagues in the rest of the world. And honestly, MLS is, is, I, I don't know enough to say anything about it, but to hit for the kid to lead his team in scoring and take a team that we can't say from what we've read was solid. I mean, he, single-handedly got them to the playoff final. That's a cool thing, but that's a whole different tangent. Go back to what you were saying. Uh, that was a remote control that fell out of my pocket. I couldn't tell you why it was in my pocket. I just <laughs> lost the batteries, and I'm going to have to go under the TV and find them. Excuse me.
1: All right, so real quick, while, while Philly goes battery diving over here in world-famous Philomonster Monster Studios in beautiful Burbank, California, just one other thing I would like to mention today, Philly. It might not have been for his own team, but Andy Nahar scored a goal today, everybody. <laughs> I just thought I would mention that. He scored an own goal for the Chicago Fire, I believe, in their 2-2 draw for uh, for DC United. I would, however, like to point out that you still do get one point for a draw, even if you score a goal for the other team, which I would have loved. A point for today. Philly, it's safe to say the only other little bit of news and note that I have is unfortunately Walker Zimmerman for the U.S. men's national team, obviously former black and gold. He pulled a hamstring and will, it looks like, be out for the foreseeable future for the U.S. men's national team. I believe they replaced him with Henry Kessler of the New England Revolution. Uh, that's going to be a, a big loss for the U.S. men's national team. They also brought up one of our favorite players to watch, though, Philly Cade Cowell, which will be kind of neat. The kid it's is all gonna of be like good. 17 years old, so... Just a couple of quick updates. As you might have noticed over the past few episodes, I I liked this whole rundown that I was doing of how all the former LAFC players are doing. But it was kind of boring to say, like, oh, they were left on the bench, or they played ninety minutes and didn't do anything. So every now and then, Philly, right when there's uh, when there's something to report, like Andy Nahar scoring a goal, it doesn't matter what team it's for at this point. That's like the poke fun in and Andy Nahar. Uh, you know, that's right. He probably got injured scoring the own goal too. But that being said, he wouldn't. Actually, wa- we wouldn't
0: really want to wish that he's, upon him. But, but he's it probably actually
1: played it. pretty well for DC United this year, along with we made a team named, of the week. Philly named that Perez on the DC United. Hey yo, Adrian. There we go. I misnamed that Perez. Either way we're going to we're going to bring you the relevant former LAFC player news and notes i just thought there were a couple there philly
0: okay was that it? That was it. Okay, cool. Huh. That was it. All right, moving right along. We should probably exercise the demon. Uh, I don't want pesky pine tree demon. Uh... It's been 15 plus minutes and we've avoided it as much as we can.
1: Let's rip all the All right, so let, let,
0: let's just get into it. So we went up to Providence Park, a place that we all know very well, a place that we so rudely opened <laughs> up for Portland back <laughs> a couple of years ago. And seeing that stadium just gave me the chills because it made me reminisce about one of the greatest away games Uh, trips that any of us have ever been on. But Portland is a team that historically has been very good. Not a team that has been successful against us throughout the course of the regular season. They've only beaten us one time. One stinking time. And starting off this 2021 campaign, they came out pretty hot. Pretty hot indeed. They made it a couple of rounds within the CONCACAF Champions League. They absolutely decimated Marathon, and they really gave Club America a run for their money. But being bit by the injury bug has been something that slowed them down, as well as international duty for some of their players. And I said duty.
1: That's so, the second time you've said duty so far on this sec- podcast. But
0: we won't have a 69th giggity minute anything, so Whoa. I figure got to throw like the duty in there. So coming into this season, 7th place with 16 points. Five, six, and one record. Four, two, and zero at home. One, four, and one away. Clearly, they are far more successful in front of the friendly confines of pesky Pine Tree Park. It is Soccer City. It's Soccer City. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> not not you. I mean, like just. I, just I not. would not.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, look. Uh, you and I both loved Portland,
0: by the way. I mean, There's Portland was there. a We've... good time. The fans were great, but you know, it's just Timber. Timber. Uh, what's his name? Timber Joey. No, we're gonna call him Timber Johnny because I don't like him.
1: Uh, I mean, no. I mean, seems, of course, I like him. Seems just, rude. We've you know, never, just, we've not even met the guy. No, I
0: know, but it's like when you don't like somebody or something, like you just. You just- mispronounced their name, you know, just wow. as a way of kind what, of going What did you sad. call me
1: at the start? Oh, uh,
0: La Bufanda? <laughs> La Bufanda. Deschal. D- but yeah, so that's, that's the story. We were on a bit of a winning streak, something that we haven't seen in a long time. And we're... we started getting some away day wins. We won in Austin. We won in Sandy, Utah. I would have ventured to guess that we would have been able to pull off a win against a badly decimated and injured portland team yeah. but spoiler alert we didn't
1: look i, I would like to say something uh, this isn't targeted at you rich orosco but i am i am gonna bring this up because i know you are the standard bearer you are you are holding the i'll use an olympic reference you are holding the torch if you will for this i'm gonna blame it on something a little bit different philly than everybody else well. Okay. Alright, as I'm long not, as you don't blame it on me, I'm no, fine. No, over. no, no, no. I actually uh, I'm gonna blame it on one thing. I'm not gonna blame it on the formation. I'm not gonna blame it on the players. I'm not gonna blame it on the coach. I'm not gonna blame it on Portland. I'm not gonna blame it on anything other than I think it is still an ungodly tragedy that we are playing in these beautiful linen colored flex topped <laughs> kits while wearing white shorts. Rich, I love you so much. You and I have agreed to disagree on this. But you, sir, while you can be my spirit animal many, many times, I'm just not down with team tan top white short. That's just not me. <laughs> and you know what? I blame it on this because I think, I think i had me we when wearing, whether it's all white, all tan, black shorts with tan numbers. I don't know. All I'm saying is, I'm not digging the tan tops and white shorts. And that was just Either way, between that uniform and the yeah, game, they were both eyesores. That, that was just a chance for me to kind of poke fun at Uncle Rich there for a minute. You know we love you, Rich. But, Philly, you mentioned, by the way, I'll get into Portland's lineup real quick if you don't mind. You mentioned unavailable, injured, depleted. It's a big list. Whatever it might be. Let's talk about some huge names. First of all, let's talk about Eric Williamson who is with the U.S. men's national team right now.
0: International duty.
1: That's right. That's a third duty Philly has taken on Not the type of duty I was saying. But Eric Williamson, not with Portland. And that was a big loss. But how about guys like Andy Polo? How about guys like Jaroslav Nishgoda? That's a
0: designated player.
1: Absolutely. Keeper Jeff Atanella.
0: Three games in, dunzos for the
1: year. Yeah, and another player who I thought... Would have been more of a factor. Turned out really not to be a factor missing in this match. Uh, Center back Dario Zuparic, who had a case of the Jesus David Marios. And what I mean by that is... Missed the match due to yellow card accumulation. Naughty, naughty. Well, he was well,
0: naughty. Mario was just aggressive.
1: I mean, but that one shouldn't have been a yellow card for Mario, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, well, we re- we restart that anyway.
1: Yeah, we're talking about a lot of players out of the lineup. And look, Philly, I, I want to be honest with you. I want to be honest with the millions and millions. Hey, no guitar. All right, we, we all. <laughs> yeah, uh, I-,
0: I can't keep doing that. So Not I, I want to be honest.
1: Out. I had a whole thing ready to go that was going to compare the Portland Timbers to the AEG-led Los Angeles Kings. And I want to tell you okay. why. Los Angeles Kings, really, really good in 2012, really, really good in 2014.
0: <laughs> they beat the Rangers. They,
1: they brought home two of those Lord Stanley Cups that everybody talks about. But you know what's scary, Philly? There are still a lot of players. Enough players, anyway. Up until very recently left playing on those Kings teams from 2012 and 2014 I'm not saying it's not good to keep part of your heritage on the club right but you and I can both agree Philly we're we've been Mets fans and we're guilty of this over and yeah, over and over freaking again Problem, right keeping players too long sometimes tends to get your your club a little stale, right? Now, look, granted, they also made MLS Cup Final in 2018. So maybe they thought, all right, in 18, all right, we're going to make one more run in 19. We'll squeeze one more cup out of this. And then 2020 came along, and it kind of messed everything up, although they won the COVID Cup. And 2021, I thought, you know what? They haven't really started out that well. They're not playing great with the amount of talent that they have on there. They've got guys like Diego Valeri, Diego Chara, and now... Uh, Fochive, he he's on the roster as well. The guys that were on that team in 2015 that won, and I thought, all right, LAFC is going to run over these guys. We're talking about how, how Portland is is an outdated version of itself. They're bringing up guys from Timbers 2 and, and really trying to just put pieces together to patch the holes like a leaky boat. And then they go and win the damn thing 2-1. So, you know... <laughs> Uh, Philly. That's Wait, all you I got. The show. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, just ended right. Yeah, here? I mean, look, uh, mercifully, I would like to. It's one ten a.m. I wouldn't mind that's, going to sleep. That's who's missing for Portland, Philly, in my long roundabout rant of a way. We did have several notable missing players for the Black and Gold.
0: We did so obviously Quadwo Poku for uh, Yeah, you know why he's it, he's out, out for the year. So Danny Musovski issue with his left knee. Mark Anthony K, international duty. And obviously, Jesus David. Fourth, Fourth duty. All right, yeah, but two of them were really meant to be like, never mind. And Jesus David Murillo out because of yellow card accumulation. So out of all those players, obviously, Murillo is the big one. Murillo, up until today, was the Iron Man of our club. He's played the most minutes. He's been the most consistent. And to not have him in the lineup was a big deal because, well... Portland has some assets. Portland has some weapons. Despite being down, not, they don't have Nishigoto, who tours A- A- ACL. Eric Williamson, international duty. Claudio Bravo in Argentina with the U23s. Atnella Dunn, po- uh, Andy Polo Dunn. Sebastian Blanco was questionable. He's just coming back from an ACL injury that he sustained back November of last year. Marvin Loria was questionable. But I mean, because of concussion, and then Christian Paredes left a thigh strain. But these guys actually made it into the match. Are
1: you doing the Portland thing all over again? Didn't I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry. Didn't I do the Portland thing. What am I here for? No, but Philly, you were I'm, drinking. I I mean, a uh, watermelon mojito, Bud Light seltzer. I'm um, very
0: good buddy. Philly. The way. Are,
1: are you? I'm assuming. I'm assuming we actually, I actually know what he's going to do, but I'm just going to say it here for the podcast to build up suspense. I'm assuming you're going to talk about one certain Colombian midfielder when you get into the 18, because they were conspicuously absent. But before you, Philly, get into the black and gold 18, if you don't mind, I'm going to do a quick rundown Hmm. of, as you like to call them, the pesky pine trees of Portland, starting with goalkeeper... Steve Clark, look, they've kind of had a two headed monster for the last bunch of years between Jeff Fazinella and Steve Clark. As you mentioned before, as I mentioned before, the injury to Jeff Fazinella has made it Steve Clark's season. So it'll be Steve Clark all the way through. And look, I don't think Steve Clark was anything special. I didn't think he was anything terrible. I thought Steve Clark was he perfectly was there. serviceable. Which, look, on his tombstone, one day if it says, Steve Clark, purpose uh, per, uh, perfectly, excuse me, serviceable, as I shorted out for a minute there because I'm trying to make fun of Steve Clark. Be like Ralphie from The one. Simpsons. I'm helping. Good Lord. Steve Clark, perfectly serviceable. That's his keeper. Jose Carlos Van Ranken, born in Mexico City. He's actually capped once for the Mexican national team as well for El Tri. Bill Tuiloma, who seems to, to have really the, boy. he is, but he seems to have this pipeline between Timbers 2 and Timbers, Timbers 2 and Timbers, Timbers 2 and Timbers. And yet, wasn't well, so he at Olympic Marseille you know, at some point in his y- career? Y- you know, it's one of those things where you look at a guy and you're like, all right, I guess he just keeps sticking around. He's like gum on the bottom of my shoe. Larry Smabiala, you got Pablo Bonilla, and then, of course, honestly, one of my least favorite players in the league. I would say this. I would say this particular player, Philly, is my MLS Luis Suarez, the player who oh, I, I just it was Vaco can't... no, no no, no, because Vaco Vaco doesn't get under my skin
0: Oh, he did last year like or this the year player before that. does.
1: but even like this player just and and there was a moment in the match, Philly, where I just thought, yep, see. That's why I hate this guy. I, I hate a strong word. That's why I love to root against this guy. Diego Chara, one of those few players that were on the 2015 MLS Cup winning team and on the 2018 MLS Cup losing team for Portland. Their Diego Chara first
0: designated player signing ever in 2011. And,
1: and look, you got to say this, Philly, and you and I, as much as we hate it, right? One of my favorite basketball players of all time on my top four. On my top four, Mount Rushmore. Not greatest players of all time, but favorite players of all time. My Mount Rushmore is very, very easy. My Mount Rushmore is Jordan, Kobe, Shaq. And then this fourth player. And people are like, are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. Dennis Rodman will always be on my Mount Rushmore. And you either loved him or you hated him. Well, that's how I feel about Diego Chara. Diego Chara will go down as... In my opinion, Philly, I'm going to say second best player in Timber's history, and we'll talk about the first in just a minute, but just one of those guys I can't stand. Also on the 2015 team, before he went to Denmark and then Israel and now back, by the way, shout out to Ben over, Ben Relentless, we love you, George Fochive. George Fochive really didn't do a whole lot, and honestly, I'm not going to lie, Philly, I was, I was researching Appreciate the team. The I was studying the team. I had no idea who George Fochive was until I looked him up. I I had never heard of him before because he was simply out of Major League Soccer for so long and playing. I pronounced his name Fochive. Look, uh, look, I like the Fochive bagel at Noah's when we have it, Mm. so I'm all for that.
0: We're basically in the breakfast hour of the morning. It's
1: the other Chara, Yimmy Chara, for Portland. And then, look, a player who... If Major League Soccer does a Major League Soccer Hall of Fame someday, I know there's like a US Soccer Hall of Fame in Dallas, but they need an MLS Hall of Fame Philly. By the way, maybe we can maybe we can start that somewhere here in Burbank, California. We can have people come to the There's
0: to a martial the, arts museum. There why you not go. why not
1: be that? Why not? MLS Hall of Fame. In my opinion, I I don't. He'd be. He wouldn't be a first ballot guy because you got to induct guys like I don't know, Landon Donovan, and like uh, Jeff Cunningham, and uh, we'll we'll talk about some other guys later. Ante Razov. Oh my god, Ante Razov, absolutely. But Diego Valeri, Diego Valeri, as good as it gets, sitting, oh, I don't know, just one goal away from being the fourth player ever with 100 goals and 75 assists in Major League Soccer That's history. That's pretty good. You mentioned Marvin Loria and a player who loves to score against us, Jeremy Obobese. Look, Ugh, Jeremy Obobese. He's Ebobese, also a Duke,
0: Blue Devil. He, yeah,
1: there's, there's not a lot that I like about Jeremy Obobese. There's just not a lot that I like about Jeremy Obobese. I would like to point out two players that were on the bench, Mora being one of them. Mora's one of those players that comes in as kind of a glue guy for Portland. But the player, Philly, that you and I have learned to fear the most, and let's be honest, Philly, the best player, the best player during Major League Soccer's COVID Cup last year, by far, Sebastian Blanco. Both sitting on the bench unused, but Philly for the black and gold, you looked at at R18 and you had to think, All right, we got some things going on. Then starting 11, but I also love the firepower that we had the potential to bring off the bench in R18.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. So, who was also questionable this game was Edward Attuesta, who had a hip adductor. There's I know there's an abductor and an adductor, and I Remember us talking about this early before the pregame show? I-doctor was what we referenced, so I remember it as ad-doctor right now. So, Edward Atos didn't start. He was coming off the bench. But anyway, let's get into the starting lineup. Thomas Romero, who is starting to become a mainstay in our starting lineup, starting between the pipes. Kim Moon Hwan, who I'd say won the heart of Los Angeles, and hopefully we all voted for him to be in the All Star game. Voting ended, by the way, so we can't do that anymore. Eddie Segura, Tristan Blackman, Marco Farfan, which we'll talk about momentarily, Chiki Palacios, Latif Blessing, Edward, sorry. I was going to say Edward Atuesta because I wanted to. Oh, man, yeah, see, habits, old habits die hard. Jose Cifuentes, hashtag somebody freed Pancho Janela, last season's player who played in every single game. He made his way into the lineup. And then, of course, Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela on the bench. Pablo Cisniega, who you were able to vote into the All-Star game, but not our starter, Thomas Romero. Jordan Harvey, Mamadou Fall. Edward Atuesta, Bryce Duke, Raheem Edwards, Corey Baird, Alvaro Quesada, and Brian. Oh, boy. I made my way into the match in the 78th minute, Brian. Whoa, burying the lead again. Goodness. I mean, we said the score, so, I mean, we practically buried, we gave them the the, the final conclusion.
1: All right, so I I just want, you know me, I'm Scarf. I'm the teacher here. Okay, I'm the teacher here. Uh, I would like to just bring a little bit of... I teach Latin and math for all of you out there. Padre uh,
0: Nostre qui es in Celi sanctificator nomen tumum.
1: So... We, you impressed with that, Latin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we've got opposites, by the way, Philly. We have an abductor and an adductor, right? So an abductor muscle opposes the adductor muscle. Let, let me be very clear here. Adductor is, is a muscle... Whose contraction moves a limb or other part of the body towards the midline of the body. Adductor. Adductor. An abductor moves that muscle away from the body. Ad. Towards. Ab. Away. Look at also that. Also Ab. Something I have not seen in several years on my body. <laughs> have not seen an abs. So
0: mine too for that matter. Let's
1: uh Philly, let's start with the recap. Let's start with the rundown. Let's pull the band-aid off of this bad boy and quick start for Portland. Yeah, what a poop show. <laughs> Look, I said because I was hoping to channel the positive energy that I'm still carrying over, Philly, from Euro 2020. I said, Wait, okay. You're still riding that high, okay. really? I mean, look, it's all I got right now. I, I watched the U.S. women's softball team beat up on Italy, so I got to have something good for Italy. We were waiting to start this pod because you had to find out what the final
0: result between Australia and Italy's women's softball team was in the Olympics. That would be
1: another loss for Italy's uh, women's softball team, but that's okay. Philly, two minutes in, Luke Shaw for England scores. And what happened? Italy found a way to come back, found a way to win. Now, there are no PKs in these matches so maybe maybe that that was my my flaw in my thinking philly but unfortunately philly a player who we were hoping would have a great homecoming in this match marco farfan forgot how to play for just a little bit it was an awful turnover and then the counter the other way. A couple of turnovers, way. actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. But a counter the other way. And then his job was to mark Diego Valeri. A player who and, he easily would have had more speed. And, and, I, and I'm going to say, against. hashtag blame scarf. I did predict, not just on our podcast last week, but on 110 football, I did predict Diego Valeri would get his 100th goal in front of the home crowd at Providence Park. Damn it. I was right. And so with that 100th goal, Philly, 100 goals, 75 assists in Major League Soccer, 100 goals or more, 75 assists or more, Dwayne DiRosario, Jaime Moreno, Landon Donovan, (laughs) and Diego Valeri, only four players in the 26-year now history of our league, have had 100 goals, 75 assists, hashtag blame scarf.
0: Yeah, I mean, we kind of said the same thing, like, even during, like, one more sleep. Uh, blame Scarf. Yeah, okay. You know what? I'm all for that. I was because say, been... I'm
1: giving you an out here, sir. Yeah,
0: seriously, I've been blamed for so many things that you might as well blame Scarf. Right? So, yeah, so. Far- Farfan did not play well in the first opening minutes of this match. And quite honestly, he-, he was getting torched. We thought that Marco Farfan would have the game of his LAFC career. He Why? Because... He was a homegrown player. He's from that area. He grew up loving the Portland Timbers. Warren Barton and his co-announcer mentioned that, hey, he had 26 tickets to give to his friends. And you grew up in Portland, you only have 26 friends and family members. That means you weren't trying hard enough. But then again, he is a professional soccer player. Might (laughs) have made some sacrifices along the way. But the homegrown player today was playing pretty much like he was on The homegrown. I was far from a fan of Marco to start this match. And you think, you know, this team let him go. A kid, again, who was homegrown, who was on the eye of the youth US men's national team. Did Giovanni Savarisi, the mastermind of a coach that he is, go out and decide to attack and exploit the weaknesses that Farfan has that he knew of that maybe we didn't? He did. There's a strong possibility because this was a moment where this kid could have, like, come through early on. And, you know, he did settle in, and we'll talk about that a little later. But a couple of turnovers and poor marking by him leads to Diego Valeri's 100th
1: goal of his career. And just like that, Portland is off to the races. Yeah, Philly, just four minutes later, another play by Marco Farfan, or should I say lack thereof. Not thank far goodness, from a fan of Marco. Thank goodness for a bad first touch there by Diego Valeri. He was looking for that Dalmatian goal, 101. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know you went what Cruella Deville, Marco honest. Farfan was doing. Was not a fan of the movie Cruella, by the way. I, I have not it. seen it. Don't spoil it for me. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. All I heard is, where are the damn dogs? She, they're in there. Okay. There are Dalmatians. Either way. Uh, it was kind of kind of morbid and creepy at first, actually. Too. I mean, the trailer but, uh, looked different. it. It really, Philly. I actually wrote this sentence in my notes, so we hadn't compared our notes. But I think you're absolutely right when you mentioned that maybe Giovanni Savrice knew something that we didn't, exposing Marco Farfan at the back right now. It's getting on that crushed, side. man. And, and even the announcers destroyed. said it. We, they were really running everything through that same side. But Philly, something that you have been clamoring for almost came to fruition in the eighth minute. Hashtag free poncho. In the 8-minute, poncho, Ginella to Cheeky, Palacios to Carlos Vela. And, and that ball by Cheeky just missed Carlos Vela. Don't worry, another ball wouldn't just miss Carlos Vela in a little bit.
0: You got to credit Van Rankin, though. He did break up that play, which led to the corner. No,
1: that's exactly what I'm saying. It was one of those, though, that... We see plays like that, and I swear to God, I felt like in the first half, Philly... No hairs
0: away from goals.
1: The the connections that we were making, the crosses that we were putting in, the runs that we were making, I mean, damn it all, if we don't go down one nothing in two minutes, I really feel like we hit the ground running so well in this match, and a lot of it did have to do with the passing of Pancho Ginella. And again, we saw a little half-bicycle from Seafood there yeah. in the ninth, Philly, And then in the 11th minute, more solid passing yet again from Cheeky Palacios to Carlos Vela. But that time, unfortunately, Vela's shot was both blocked and cleared. But the nice part about the 11th minute, Philly, is I really felt like LAFC had position for just about the entire 11th minute. Yeah. Got it written here, looking better. Yeah, no, and, and honestly, that led to a 12-minute play by Diego Rossi where he was just wide <laughs> after a pass by Sifu. <laughs> just wide. He blasted it into the Timbers'
0: army. Just, That's how wide it
1: was. Just wide. Like I said, you know, just wide. But again, it's the passing by Sifu early on. But Philly, let's talk about the passing in the 17th
0: minute. Oh, that's 17th minute, baby. Here we go. Eddie Segura was definitely the MVP on this play. He had a monster of a pass to Diego Rossi. can connected It was such a beautiful ball. Rossi had a good touch on it, maintained some control, and he had an unbelievable pass to a sprinting Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela punches it into the back of the net. One-to-one right now. Great ball movement. They covered three quarters of that field with basically... Three passes. They made it look simple. They made it look beautiful. That is Bob Bradley football playing from the back. Eddie Segura, not only can he defend, but that man can pass the ball. Diego Rossi getting himself an assist. Carlos Vela, third goal. And it didn't take long for us to all find some
1: jubilation in our lives. And I do want to say two things. Number one, remember when we were lamenting Carlos Vela not being able to score? seems like that moment has passed, right? He's averaging a goal a game in the last few... But I, like I do the last say, two, yeah, yeah, last couple, right? He's Scoring a little bit more. I, I do want to say He's though, got as really, many goals as Corey Baird does now. This, oh, <laughs> this <laughs> is why. You this. this is why I love MLS. This play is why I love the way that Major League Soccer keeps stats. To me, the American soccer fan who's been an MLS fan since about 2011, maybe 2010 or so. This is why I love that MLS credits the hockey assist because you are absolutely right, Philly. Absolutely right to point out that if not for this amazing over the top ball by Eddie Segura, beautiful. I mean, put it just about on the foot of Diego Rossi. Now, look, let's not shortchange Diego Rossi. That cross into the box, it. it I mean, there were diving bodies. There was a keeper there. But Rossi threaded the needle. Clinical. And and honestly, it may be one of the easiest goals that Carlos Vela is going to score all season. But Philly, you are absolutely right to point out the fact that it was Eddie Segura who gets an assist, the hockey assist. MLS awards those. Absolutely loved it, Philly. And and look, 22nd minute, I absolutely love the defense of Cheeky Palacios. He saved a goal defending 1v1 with, uh with number 44 that's Lor was loria right Laura was Laurier. Laurier, right? 44. I, I mean went back and forth with Loria on this play went 1v1 and loria has got him by about 15 20 30 pounds maybe a couple of inches but I thought Philly and I'll say this right now uh, I thought my bright spot for the match personally was Cheeky Palacios thought he played a fantastic game. And this play in the 22nd minute, just another reason why I think Cheeky is back.
0: Yeah, Cheeky's Cheeky's a good player. But I I really, honestly, I thought Romero was the one who uh, made the run at breaking up that play. But if you got Cheeky, I'm not going to disagree with you. Either way, Loria gets stopped couple minutes go by within the game. Poncho Janela takes a shot at the Timbers <laughs> Army. He figured, you know what? Why not? My best friend on this team's Diego Rossi. If he wants to smack the Timbers Army with uh, with the leather of the ball, why not? I'll do the same thing too. 27th minute, foul on Latif Blessing. Jimmy Chara, and I got to say one thing that Latif was accumulating quite a bit of yeah. during this match was getting fouls. He gets, you know, we thought Farfan gets beat up a lot. Latif does a really good job drawing these fouls, and that that's important. There were several plays in which you thought, you know, this wasn't a foul. But Latif, I don't know if he's been taking acting classes. I mean, he is in Tinseltown for Christ's sakes in Hollywood. Some darn good acting. Getting Jimmy Chara on a foul, pretty pretty good stuff. He's got Diego Rossi right there to learn from. from. Oh, he does well. I don't know. Diego Rossi is uh, what's so? Uh, what's the opposite of a uh, what's what's the a- adductor abductor no 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 not that <laughs> like for like a poor performance what's the award given the Razzie them. yeah yeah that's it Diego Rossi the lately razzies. with a Razzie because he tries to sell things putting on his Uruguayan Speedos and he's not I, getting things I believe
1: by the way Space Jam is gonna win all the Razzies
0: this year. <laughs> well I, I have to see it but anyway I love it Right around the 30th minute, Warren Barton and the in the broadcast <laughs> booth, they go over to Bob Bradley to talk and look loves we know Bob loves to talk on press conferences. And by the way
1: Bob, thank you for listening to the podcast. We know you're a big fan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, little Bob is a big fan. He listens to everything we do. He did. has
1: no choice. He's sitting no. right up here on your desk at Philamonster Studio. Yeah,
0: right between Johnny Boychuk and Mike Piazza. Hey, little Bob. <laughs> but I mean, when he was asked about, you know, what his thoughts were on the first half, I mean, he Pretty much said what we all had in our mind. Terrible start. Start suck. Yeah, terrible start, but I mean, they started playing a little better. Anyway, I thought it was funny just hearing the tone of Bob's voice. You know he's annoyed. You know he wants to kill, scream, scratch, claw, but hey, you know. Yeah. He, he did say what we all would agree on. Silly,
1: I'm going to say that Bob being interviewed on the sideline is your spirit animal.
0: Oh my god. Like I mean when when I think one of my favorite Bob interviews is when he told Sebi Salazar, by the way, the one person I hate more than any, any like personality uh, in sports, the most punchable face ever. I hate Sebi Salazar ever since I saw him for the first time at a, <laughs> at, a, at a at a Carson Galaxy match. I don't even know why I was there. I just saw him on the field, and I'm right. like, this is a smug dude. I don't like him.
1: Oh, but Sebi, thank you for listening to the podcast, by the way. We appreciate it. Yeah, that.
0: I would love to box you. Oh, if you my listen, goodness. put on those boxing gloves. I'll, I'll go 12 rounds with you. I don't even care.
1: All right, well, let's talk about the 32nd, 33rd. minute. I thought there were several times throughout the first half, Philly, where we actually controlled possession for literally entire minutes. I, I know that the, the possession numbers were a little closer than it's. it felt like it was, but first it was Kim Moon-Hwan looking for Vela to earn a corner, and off the redirect, Vela earns another corner with a long shot, two straight corners, but...
0: again, a lot more corners than ab- Portland was.
1: Absolutely nothing to show for them, though. I, I will say, and this is, oh man, this is going to be dangerous.
0: You ready for this, Philly? Oh, man. I I Danger actu- is not my middle name at 132 in the morning.
1: I actually agreed with a post either on Reddit or on the L.A.F.C. fans Facebook page. Gosh, oh my god! I, and by the way, he hasn't shout been out. Been drinking, I, I got to go back. Shout out to whoever said, "Oh my god, you just totally pissed off Jr. with the Bob Out post that happened there." By the way, thank you for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you listening as well. I will go back and and, and retweet or try and find you on Facebook. Appreciate it. But I agreed with one sentiment, Philly, because it was just kind of out of frustration. The first line of this post, Philly, was, does LAFC even practice corners? I felt (laughs) like, I mean, Philly... Definitely thought
0: that in the second half. Will
1: you do me a favor, Philly? I know I don't want to spoil the lead here, but I know you're normally our our end-of-the-game numbers guy. Do you have, by chance, Handy, our number of corner kicks that we earned in this entire match because I want to say that whatever number you are about to throw out, Philly, I'm going to subtract one from that, just one, and that's how many quality corner chances we spoiled in the match. We had one, in my opinion, good chance off of corners. I just thought our corners were awful today, Philly. How many did we have in the match?
0: Well, I mean, if we look at the ones taken by Bryce Duke and Raheem Edwards that were clearly not good, let's put it this way. Without even commenting, yeah. eleven corners to Portland's three, and so at one we point had, we were up
1: like six corners to no. None so Portland. we had ten crappy corners in my opinion. So that's, <laughs> yes. I feel like I feel like the count said, ah, ten crappy corners. Uh, ah, ah, ah. 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 Oh, jeez. Guys, you know it's one thirty-four at night. If we're doing Sesame Street impressions, it's for you. Why are we having these habits of doing these things so damn Look, late? By the way, Big Bird, we appreciate you for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm a fan of Oscar the Garage. Uh, Philly, Once we, we have one... to do oh it. Well, that's your spirit. And by the way, can I just uh, – look, why not? It's 135. I don't even care. If you haven't, by the way, seen on YouTube, I think it was – was it SNL, right? That did uh, Joaquin Phoenix playing the Grouch and that like Joker-like Oscar oh, yeah, the Grouch yeah, yeah, yeah. movie trailer. You guys got to Google that. It's pretty amazing. It's all like the Joker-related playing the Grouch. It was it was really great. Philly, we thought we had a, a – not an equalizer, mind you, but a, uh, a, one that put us ahead in the 39th minute. Oh, yes. Carlos Vela had a glorious
0: opportunity, but Steve Clark stonewalled the hell out of him. It doesn't get any more open than that. Diego Rossi had a great pass, but guess what? It wouldn't have mattered if you punched it past Steve Clark. Because if you looked at the ref, he was lifting up his flag to call that play offside. But since Bleah. play resumed, they didn't necessarily stop it. So if you go back to that 39th minute and you think about it and you're like, oh, yeah, Carlos Vela should have scored that goal. We would have gone up 2-1 dudes and dudettes. It wouldn't have freaking mattered. He he was offside. 40th minute, Rossi had a shot from outside the box, but Clark had another good save. And then 40th minute, Jimmy Chara trying to find Diego Valeri again. Play gets broken up. Something you don't see very often. Forty-second minute. Yeah. Steve Clark with a contact issue. Kind of reminds me of those old Tiny Toons commercials where Babs was in some sporting event and she lost her contact, made a big deal out of it. I, I mean, it's one thirty-five in the morning. That Why not a we're talking, Tiny Toons reference? Yeah, Sesame Street, Chili Tiny there, Toons. Right, we're right. going back old school, but hey. Steve Clark took out his contacts, and the first thing the girls were saying was, "All right, it's it's time to start blasting them."
1: And now, look, half of that was because Nina has a little trouble seeing without some some contacts. I mean, I'm i the same way too. We right now. Well, Mister called me
0: four eyed Philly back in the day. You're
1: a little bit older than Nina. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on the podcast before, but Philly, no,
0: not once. We have
1: even though that whole contact issue took like a minute and a half. We only had one one minute, minute of stoppage. One minute of stoppage. Absolutely nothing happened, Philly. We go into the half. albeit a little bit frustrated, but... But hey, we we, we got ourselves back in the game. And look, you're absolutely right. We had 45 minutes to find a go-ahead goal. We had plenty of opportunities generated, which I thought was great, Philly. I I enjoyed the run of play. I do want to mention one other thing before I throw it back to you to end our, our little halftime talk here. Every time Diego Valeri stands over a free kick, every time Diego Valeri stands over a corner kick. Every time Diego Valerio stands over some sort of set piece, I worry. He is just. (laughs) For good reason. He's such an incredible passer. He is such he has such touch and finesse on the ball. Diego Valeri is just a special, special player. And his game, where he gets the hundredth goal and seventy fifth assist of his career, he already had the seventy five assist It was the hundredth goal that we were looking for. Diego Valeri is just a special, dude. And, and I will say this: I don't have any, but I'm going to use this phrase anyway. You don't game, have any special dudes? No, well, no. <laughs> but game recognized game. And I just when you watch Diego Valeri, there's just something different about him and it's not the man bun it's the actual way he plays soccer he's a special dude one one at the half
0: let me ask you something about diego valeri yes what does diego valeri and brian rodriguez have in common oh
1: i have no idea where this is going this is welcome to the segment where philly stumps the star Uh,
0: sure yeah go for it 2010 2011 Diego Valeri played on the same exact team that Brian Rodriguez was loaned
1: out to. Diego Valeri played with Almeria? Yes, he did, my friend. Okay, normally I do deep dives, but I didn't do a deep dive on Diego Valeri because I had a lot of cool surface stuff that I wanted to talk about. This is cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. I mean, what we were
0: doing a rant the other day. I was doing right. scheduling. Look
1: at Philly turning this on its head, doing a little deep dive with Philly, you guys. This is pretty impressive. Yeah. Even for one forty in the morning. <laughs> and that concludes the segment of Philly Stumps the Scarf. <laughs> Let's get into the uh the second half, unless you wanted to talk about first half statistics. I mean, but... real quick, we had eight shots with four
0: of them on target, fifty three percent possession. Uh the passing accuracy on both sides was eighty four and eighty five respectively. You wouldn't have guessed that with all the passing. No, first half
1: I thought we were okay. It's the second. half. Well, it's the
0: first ten minutes of the first half that didn't seem that we were eighty-five percent. You know, corners at that point, four to nothing, and that's about it. Each team had chances created. So,
1: ooh, but just for Vince, what was possession? Uh, I mean, it was pretty close, fifty-three, forty-seven. All right, I just thought I'd bring that up because Vince loves talking about possessions. So. Oh,
0: but he and he also loves Sublime.
1: Philly, I think you're <laughs> going to appreciate my note that I took here in the forty-seventh minute as we start the second half. Portland knocking on the door again, but ultimately, and this is the part I think Philly will like, it's a Stanley Cup playoff-style layout by Poncho Janella to block a shot that closes things down for LAFC. We had been defending kind of on the back foot for the first couple minutes there, and I just thought the way that Poncho kind of laid out to block that reminded me of what you like to remind me of so much playoff hockey, especially Stanley Cup hockey in the NHL. Particularly New York really, Islanders. Yeah, he really hockey. sold out on that one. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So cool that I
1: don't even have that in my notes.
0: So I obviously must have missed that segment.
1: Yeah, no, look, that's okay. 49th minute Latif blessing to Eddie Segura to Diego Rossi, Shut but a nice block. save by Steve Clark. And in the fifty-fourth minute, it was a streaking cheeky. Which, by the way, playing the troubadour on Thursday, streaking cheeky, streaking cheeky.
0: <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Carlos Vela, just time to play those power chords out
1: in front on that pass. I, I really loved the way that Cheeky Palacios played uh, in this entire match. Really looked like he was back, comfortable doing what he does. Not a big fan of the dive by Chara in the fifty-seventh minute, and Philly. Let's talk about the effort of Diego Rossi in the 59th.
0: Yeah, we gotta. We obviously have to first note the pass from Jose C. Fuentes. Diego Rossi chipped a ball high above Steve Clark into the Portland sky. But on its way down, it was clearly off target. And it was headed out by Portland. But man, was that an exciting play. Had he converted that, that would have been one of the more glorious goals that we've seen this year. But... Suffice to say, it didn't happen. 60th minute, we got a foul on Diego Valeri (laughs) after Kim Moon-Hwan picked his pocket shoved him down to the ground out of frustration and Kim Moon-Wan at this point was passing the ball fairly well he was hustling it was really cool seeing him do his thing uh Velo had a free kick shortly thereafter passed to Kim Moon-Wan nothing really happened that just led to a fifth corner and uh well 62nd minute scary scary moment Diego Valeri with an opportunity for a brace Tristan headed the ball out. It was a play on on goal. Tristan yep. headed it. It found its way to Diego Valeri. And something that we've been saying time and time again, he may not make several of them. He may not get that many attempts to do so. But Thomas Romero with an unbelievable save on Diego Valeri, robbing him of what could have easily been his brace, his 101, his Dalmatian, as you'd like to call it. I really like that term, by Thank the you. way. But yeah, Thomas Romero, heck of a save on Diego Valeri in the 62nd minute.
1: The bend on that shot by Valeri, too. It was just it was such a beautiful shot. I was like, "Oh, well, there it is." And I did mention by the way as that play was developing. I said, "Oh, oh, look at Valeri. He's open and the ball came right back to him. Beautiful shot by Thomas. Excuse me, save by Thomas Romero. 65th minute Philly. You know, maybe it was one too many passes by LAFC, but I really liked what they were doing. Uh, in the attacking third, Cheeky kind of looked to pass where I thought he might have wanted to shoot. I really thought Sifu was going to get that goal that I predicted. Philly, Sifu gets that goal. We go up 2-1. I'm right on the Sifu goal. I'm right on the Vela goal. I'm right on the Valeri goal. I would have gone to we Vegas did right pe- after. We did predict 2-1 to today. We did. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was really excited about that, but... Unfortunately nothing came to pass 66 minute Latif Blessing with a great turnover forcing once again uh-huh. at the top of our own box. I thought that was really really important. They Portland was in our third, the defensive third for us and, and I really thought that that play extremely important by Latif Blessing, someone who gets a lot of grief for maybe holding onto the ball a little bit too long. I thought he did exactly the right thing and what he needed to do there. And in the 67th minute, I'm going to say this, Philly, in the 67th minute, I think that is our wait, what, what moment of the podcast, simply because of who was substituted out for whom, who, whom, who, I'd like to know who. Raheem Edwards comes in for Cheeky Palacios. And I thought, okay, cool. This is kind of a like-for-like like sub. I really like what we've seen from Cheeky. I think we we you and I both, Philly, talked about how great Raheem Edwards looked. Unfortunately, the the free Poncho movement was over in the 67th minute with Bryce Duke coming in for Pancho Janella, And I, I don't think those two are are quite alike. I don't think it's a like-for-like like substitution. Yes, they play the same position. But Philly. Something we were a little disappointed on the the moon set, if you will, in Portland. Kim Moon Hwan coming out of the match for Corey Baird. When the
0: moon sets, the Baird will fly, and that's exactly what happened. Kim Moon Hwan comes out of the game for Corey Baird. Yeah, Corey Baird, who started out the season hotter than he has in any of his other previous MLS campaigns. Uh, he did lose a bit of playing time, but I, I was happy to see him come into the game. I'm Not going to say I was happy seeing Kim Moon-Wan come out because I'd say he's been our shining star throughout the course of the season. Uh, but yeah, that was an odd sub. Uh, Portland started making their substitutions, and let's just say their substitutions throughout the course oh. of the game really, really changed up the trajectory of things. But yeah, Kim Moon-Wan in for Corey Baird. That was definitely a wait. What? what? Moment. Yeah, Cor-
1: Corey Baird playing what right back at some points. I mean that was which
0: he didn't really play that all that. He played pretty well. No,
1: but yeah, you, you and I both thought you know Corey Baird had a pretty decent game. Uh You, you know Rossi offside once again in the seventy-first minute. I thought, by the way, Bryce Duke and his first touch as <laughs> he came in in the seventieth. His shot got blocked for a corner, which was a great pass by Carlos Vela. But it just seemed like Duke was still playing at USL speed a little bit as he came in there. But yeah, 71st minute Rossi was offside, which is a total bummer. 72nd Ah, minute. Because he scored. (laughs) Yeah, right? 72nd minute Vela had a shot blocked once again. And then Latif. Great
0: shot from outside the box, by the way. Absolutely. Probably Steve Clark's best save of the day.
1: Latif high and wide on, on the next play. It's just you started to feel, Philly, here in the 70th minute, 71st, 72nd, 73rd, that all right. LAFC has got things working a little bit, got things working. 73rd minute, Philly, if not for a great header away there in the box, I thought LAFC did absolutely everything they needed to do to get Carlos Velo the box in the middle to score. Didn't happen. But Philly, the subs in the 74th minute. Little did we know at the time, as we were sitting there watching it with the crew of 110 football, we did the pregame, we did the post game.
0: And we'll be doing the next one
1: too. Little did we know at the time that those two subs for Portland, which, by the way, Mora is as solid as it gets coming in for Jeremy Abobasi, though. I was actually, I, I was happy when Mora came in for Abobasi because Obobasi is the one who scored against us a whole bunch. I thought, okay. More career goals on I, LAFC. I, I like it. We're going to bring Mora in for Jeremy Abobasi But for Yimmy Chara, there goes that man again. Sebastian Blanco, Philly, you oh. talked about him, I talked about him, really, really good, and just a couple of minutes later, Philly, it's a corner for Portland, and I thought Portland really controlled the entire 77th minute of the match, but Philly, 79 minutes, my friend. Huh. It, it's, it's the return of who? Brian. Oh, let me go grab my guitar
0: and play a minor sad chord, Brian. Here it comes. Uh we'll go with an mm-hmm. A minor.
1: Did you drop more pieces of like a third remote? Yeah, of that the looks product? like
0: that looks like a uh, an AC.
1: Ad- Where are all these things? Coming I from? literally like they're falling out of your Mary Poppins soccer pants or whatever <laughs> the heck is happening here. Check for a million dollars. There's are like you? more things going on here than I even Schmidt is just kind of staring, wondering what's happening. Mary uh, Poppins panted Philly, <laughs> Mary. Poppins, it's late, folks. It's almost 2 o'clock here. Uh, I was wondering, by the way, what the heck happened with Sifa? was He just kind of fell down, gave the ball away in the box. He slipped, man. Of... He slept on that crap uh, carpet that they have there. Yeah, you know, here's the frustrating thing about that. All kinds of trees. Trees to cut. Uh, trees to, well, do trees things with, and they still whoa, have whoa, carpet. family-friendly show, sir. All right. In the 79th minute, though, it's Brian coming in for... Carlos Vela?
0: But the announcer did say yeah. that hey Vela was back there. And look, on that carpet, two out of the three designated players for Portland ripped their ACLs apart. And I have no doubt that that carpet is a partial contributor to the destruction of Nijgoda's knee as well as Sebastian Blanco. If there was a slight hit at any discomfort with Carlos Vela, you take him out immediately. I
1: am not upset about the the substitution of Brian Rodriguez into the game. I just feel so badly for this kid. The first time he ever stepped onto the pitch at Bank of California Stadium, it was take takeout Carlos Vela. The first time he plays for this team since he obviously torpedoed his own chances or his agent did with a long-term contract here with LAFC. That was tonight. I just feel like No matter what we do, man, we put this kid in a position to just keep replacing Carlos Vela, the most dynamic player in the sport for the last couple of years in Major League Soccer, but unfortunately not meant to be. But, Philly, you and I thought we were going to get a PK in the 80th minute. Yeah, and it was Rajito's drawing some contact. Thought that it might have been a
0: penalty. We saw arms and legs and all kinds of body parts flying through the Portland Knights. But nada. But nada. He, if he would have come in, and here's the thing about Brian Rodriguez coming into the game. I, we talked about this on the 110 post game. Brilliant move to have him come in because you know what? If Brian Rodriguez could have done something positive that would have led to a goal, or if it would have been contributing Huge. him a goal, he would not only help our team win on the road against a very tough, pesky Pine Tree Portland team, but he would have been welcomed with open arms at the Cathedral of the Black and Gold on Saturday. He drew, I would have to see the replay again, we thought he drew a penalty, it would have been so unbelievable if he did. But I can tell you, for all the booing, for all the naysaying, for everything I might have said that had any kind of negative connotation attached to it about Brian Rodriguez, I so desperately so desperately wanted to see him score a goal or at the very least create a chance that led to a goal i really want this kid to succeed oh dude you're you're
1: absolutely right this is philly talking and look it seemed like since those substitutions we mentioned between blanco and mora that portland also ratcheted up their physicality just a little bit and i thought that affected LAFC a little bit more than maybe they let on. Yeah, but they should know this, though, Scarf. Portland's always physical with them. This should not have come as a surprise. Sure, but we got a couple different players that haven't been on on this pitch before with this team. I mean, we've got Marco Farfan. We've got Corey Baird. We've got guys like you know Raheem Edwards and, and some of these other players who maybe aren't used to the physicality. But look, that being said, we're in a couple of corners in the 84th. Between a deflection on Corey Baird's shot and the nice little cheeky back heel by Diego Rossi. I like that. It was to, pretty. To earn a corner. Unfortunately, though, Bryce Duke with the corner, and I said, which is awful, but it was so bad that it was deflected out for another corner. So it was we're just. Definitely
0: a Bryce Duke uh, we're, of we're a corner. We're just
1: stacking. It was a Duke of a corner. We're just stacking corner kicks because stacking is a thing, right? In the 86 minute, Christian Paredes with a yellow card. And I really thought there could have been another on a Chara. There were two fouls, but apparently you can only give one yellow card. So that's two fouls, one yellow card. It's amazing that it took that long for a yellow card to happen anyway. Oh, my goodness. 87th minute. I really like Tristan heading that ball away for a corner. What I really like about Tristan is how he uses his height to get all the way up there. It was a wide shot by a substitution for Portland who my, my favorite, my, maybe my favorite new name, Blake Bodily Fluid, he was the one that uh, <laughs> had a wide shot there in the 87th minute for Portland. And in the 89th minute, Philly, that's the one that you're talking about. 89th minute, Chara absolutely cleans out Corey Baird. You couldn't teach a defenseman on the
0: Montreal Canadiens how to throw a hip check better. Diego Chara should teach NHL players how to throw a hip check he totally hip checked the heck out of Corey Baird and it was literally in front of the box which would have given us a nice opportunity to to score off of a peak uh, of of a free kick the only question would be who would have taken it because normally it would have been Edward Atuesta or Carlos Vela could it have been Brian I would say that would have been the best possible choice. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have wanted to put Bryce Duke or, or Raheem Edwards on in there on that. Maybe Diego Rossi. I don't know. It doesn't matter because no freaking foul was called. No freaking foul was called right? on that blatant ah, hip right? check. Anyway, sorry about that. No,
1: that's okay. Look, Philly, we get in the 90th minute where Carlos Vela, or excuse me, Diego Rossi has his shot blocked. We get three. I was surprised. I would would say it was a very nice pass to Steve Clark. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't a tough shot. I was a little surprised, Philly, that we only got three minutes, but as it turned out, that was more of a, a mercy sentence. You had another shot blocked by Diego Rossi in the first minute, second minute, Corey Baird with a cross through the box, but no one is home. So you're thinking, all right, just about one more minute, Philly, to see it through. Just about one more minute. And I typed in these three words, brutal. Just brutal. (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) Just brutal. Look, I feel like that's like a German dessert pastry next to like strudel and like something (laughs) else. But uh, look, Sebastian Blanco was the best player in the league last year for large sections of the season. So the fact that Sebastian Blanco can make the absolutely devastating pass that Sebastian Blanco did to Felipe Mora, the pass was incredible. It was amazing pass. The header just as good. Incredible. Thomas wasn't really off his line. There was nothing. It was just...
0: You look, the minute that ball left Sebastian Blanco's feet, it was it was going in. It was it was such Ugh. a gorgeous pass, such a gorgeous header. And look, these two guys subbing into the match with their pedigree and their talent, look, I would dare I say Sebastian Blanco, Felipe Mora equivalent would be that of Carlos Vale and Edward Ottoesta getting subbed into the match. That's that's how good these two players are. They're up there with the likes of those guys.
1: Yeah, I mean that might be that might be a little bit of hyperbole, but I, I will say this. The fact that that pass and that play was executed so late in the match. Philly, we're sitting there watching it. We did the pre- and post-game from the 110 football studios in Burbank. Honestly, I just just wanted to throw up. I was so frustrated, so upset, because we knew on the kickoff, basically, Philly, the whistle blew, and that was all she wrote for the match, and an awful... But yet not surprising result in Portland 2-1 Portland. I don't know what it
0: is with these last minute heroics. We talked about this on the post game show with 110. The last time these two teams faced each other, LAFC was leading the entire game. This was on the 8th of November last year against the pesky pine trees at the bank. LAFC had the lead the entire time, but it, at the death, Fanya ties the game. That's two games in a row where at the death, Portland sticks it to us. And I would, as I was calling Carlos Vela's goal last match, the demoralizer, <laughs> Portland had a demoralizer of their own. And man, it was... Like you said, I, you kind of took away like what I wanted to say about. It. This is a perfect example as to how football can be a cruel mistress. LAFC was the team that really held onto the ball the majority of the time. They're the team that had the most shots. They're the team that had the most shots on target. They had the better passing accuracy. They had more chances created, more corners. And but 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 I gotta say, it's weird because it seems like we win. When when things are the exact opposite, when we don't maintain as much possession, of course, with the exception of the RSL match. But this was a punch to the, let's put it this way, to sensitive parts of a male or female body that really disrupts your sleep and is really, really upsetting. Ah. Definitely exercising the demons on this one. I know we could say, well, hey, we got a lot to learn. We could take this into the next game, but this is I needed to vent this one out. This game really was frustrating because you felt that the tide was turning. You felt that LAFC was going to do something. They had plenty of opportunities to do so. But again, last-minute heroics by Portland decimated us at the very end, at the death, two games in a row. And man, to lose to the pesky pine trees in the manner that we did tonight really,
1: really made this hump day suck. Look, the good part about this, Philly, if there is any good part about this result tonight is that we can wash it all away just four days from this match, or excuse me, three days from this match.
0: It's two in the morning. What am so I yes. saying?
1: Yeah, just three days from the match, we get to take on Vancouver at Bank of California Stadium. Vancouver currently sitting in 12th place on 13 points. LAFC, even with the loss, we don't move. We stay in fifth. Unfortunately, it's not nearly as strong of a stranglehold Of fifth. We are now on 21 points. Uh, Unfortunately, Portland looking right up at us in six now at 19. Yuck. And again, we continue the streak. What was it? 18, 19, 20 matches that it's been now since we have scored more than two goals. It is just unlike anything that LAFC has been used to experiencing before. But Philly... You and I are both excited to be back at Bank of California Stadium just a couple days to to welcome in Mark Dos Santos, former L.A.F.C. assistant. We get to see Dahomey Christian Dahomey will be there as well as Cavallini and Caicedo. It's going to be a really Cavalini. interesting match. But Philly, I think we're going to get a win streak started again. And look, be I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you. I've been closing out the last couple episodes and i'm gonna be honest i'm looking over at our our numbers at our time and somehow philly you and i have talked for like an hour and 10 minutes on a game that was just gross i'm gonna let you close us out tonight and uh I'll follow your lead on the way out of here of episode 157.
0: So if you're gonna ex- expect me to like go off on a rant and a tangent and basically like publicly execute players and Bob and the team and the tactics and the front office, well then that's <laughs> sorry to disappoint you. That's not what's going to happen. They played well. They took care of business. They just once again had trouble finding the back of the net. And this is one of those if we're talking about life. It's basically like the game of life where, hey, you know, you, you do everything you can to try to succeed and, and, and pull yourself up by your bootstraps to take care of some business and then you get knocked down in the most unsuspecting of ways and that is beyond frustrating. But you did say it. There's not much time to, to dwell on this and hopefully this inspires the boys to once again strap on those wraps, put those boxing gloves back on and go back in and fight another round. And we're doing so against a familiar opponent in Mark Dos Santos and I will say very, Vancouver, in my opinion, is going to be a massive punching bag for us. That team is going to come into Bank of California Stadium, uh, clueless as to what's going to happen, and they're going to leave battered and bruised and black and blue, destroyed by the black and gold. So, yes, I've. Uh, I this is me just exercising my demon. I am beyond frustrated and beyond upset that we lost the game that we did. But at this point, it's over. I don't want to dwell on it anymore. If I was any of these boys, I hope I hope somebody kicked over a, a Gatorade bottle and maybe slammed the locker because they should have walked out of pesky Pine Tree Park with a point, but they didn't. But they have the ability to get back on that horse and take care of Vancouver, and there are several games that are coming in a short period of time. No time to dwell on this. Still early in the season, and it is what it is. LA what what are seen- we
1: getting back on again? The what? What I say the the high horse well, high horse oh got it cool high horse
0: well you know, high horse Portland no I, I I gotcha <laughs> I gotcha uh, yeah. jokes
1: yeah yeah look you're absolutely right Philly I'm looking forward to more than anything else Philly I'm looking forward to getting you back in Founders Club over on Saturday yeah let's at, not talk about at, any but of that. no we're not I'm just I'm just saying I'm looking forward to having you back in Founders Club my friend I I love look if there's something that we all can agree on. Something special about Tailgate, something special about the Cathedral of Black and Gold, and we are all gonna be there in just a couple of days to watch a huge home win against Vancouver. That's it.
0: No doubt. And I got nothing to say. We've clamored at your in your ears for sixty plus minutes. It's two in the morning. I'm getting ready to go to bed. We're gonna end this the way we normally do. One, two, three, bye bye. bye. bye.